0: Greetings, family. Welcome to today's reading. I'm Fernando, your professor, if I may. Random readings today, September 29. I pray that I find you in good spirits. I pray that your belief is increasing more and more. The believer Our believers are not broken. Our believers are working excellent. God calling says, I touch your arm. Your touch has still its ancient power, O Lord. This is what the Lord says. Yes, when you are quiet before me, I lay my hand upon your head. And divine spirit flows through that healing, powerful touch into your very beings. Wait in silence before me to feel that. When you look for me for guidance, my hand is laid upon your arm, a gentle touch to point the way. When in mental, physical, or spiritual weakness, you cry to me for healing, my touch brings strength and healing, the renewal of your youth, the power to climb and strive. When you faint by the way and stumble footsteps, shows human strength is wanting. My touch of the strong and helping hand supports you on your way. Yes, my children, my touch has still its ancient power, and that power is promised to you. So go forward into the future bravely, believing, patiently, unafraid. amen and now a reading from Jesus today he is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them he is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through Jesus Christ since he always lives to make intercession for them. Hebrews 7.25 The cross is an expectant cross. It's a symbol of hope. For God is one side of all the people. On the other side and Christ is between us to bring us together. The cross is an expectant cross. It is a symbol of hope for God is on one side and all the people on the other side. And Christ Jesus is between us to bring us together. Amen. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, Romans 5, 1 and 2. I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which will be revealed in us, Romans eight eighteen. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Psalms 37, 4. Rejoice in the hope of my glory, said the Lord, even though many people use the word hope to denote wishful thinking. My glory hope rings with the certainty of absolute truth. I have promised that all of my children will share my glory and I intend to keep that promise. Moreover, I have all the power I need, infinite power to enable me to do so. The nature of hope is that it refers to something in the future, something not yet, so you need to wait patiently for me to fulfill my promise. If patience is not your strong point, remember that it is the fruit of the Spirit. You can ask the Holy Spirit to help you wait hopefully. In my presence, waiting is often a boring task, unless you have something interesting to do or someone interested to be with. When you wait in my presence, rejoice that you are in the company of the Creator and Sustainer of the universe. I am infinitely more brilliant and creative than you can imagine. Delight in this awesome privilege of being with me now throughout eternity. Amen. Your best life. Be content. Philippians 4.11 I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Perhaps you have a big dream in your heart, a dream to have a better marriage, to own your own business, your own home, to help hurting people, but you don't really see any human's way your dream could happen. I have good news for you. God isn't limited to natural human ways of doing things. If you're not seeing God move in your life right now, Either your requests are not God's best and will probably not be answered the way you'll like, or it must not be the right time. If you will trust God and keep a good attitude, staying faithful right where you are and not getting in a hurry and trying to force things to happen, God will promote you at the right time in due season. He will bring your dreams to pass. Rest in Him. now for Jesus' calling. I am with you and all around you, encircling you in golden rays of light. I always behold your face to face, not one of your thoughts escapes my voice. Because I am infinite, I am able to love you as you are. I am able to love you as if you and I were the only ones in the universe. Walk with me in intimate love steps, but do not lose sight of my majesty. I desire to be your closest friend, yet I am also your sovereign Lord. I created your brain with capacity to know me as a friend and Lord simultaneously. The human mind is the pinnacle of my creation, but so few use it for its primary purpose, knowing me. I communicate continually through my spirit my word, and my creation. Only humans are capable of receiving me and responding to my presence. You are indeed fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen, in Jesus' name. And now, for the one we've been waiting for, one of my favorite books is Streams in the Desert, for September the 29th. If anybody's birthday on September, happy birthday, says Psalm 109.4 says, I am a man of prayer. All too often we are in a holy hurry in our devotional time. How much actual time do we spend in quiet devotion on a daily basis? Can it be easily measured in minutes? Can you think of one, even one person of great spiritual stature who did not spend much of his time in prayer? Has anyone ever exhibited much of the spirit of prayer who did not devote a great deal of time to prayer? George Whitfield, the English preacher who was one of the leading figures in the 18th century American revival, known as the Great Awakening, once said, I have spent entire days and weeks lying prostrate on the ground, engaged in silent or spoken prayer. And the words of another person whose life confirmed his own assertion were these, Fall to your knees and grow there. Fall to your knees and grow there. It has been said that no great work of literature or science has ever been produced by someone who did not love solitude. It is also a fundamental principle of faith that no tremendous growth in holiness has ever been achieved by anyone who has not taken the time frequently and for long periods to be alone with God. From the Still Hour Come, come, he calls you, O soul, oppressed and weary. Come to the shadows of my desert rest. Come, walk with me from life's noisy discord. And peace will breathe like music in your breast. woo Amen. When I used to be in real estate, I used to yearn to take three days off up in the mountain. Every once in a while, I would go up to Arrowhead Lake and go camping. The fresh air, the pristine atmosphere of pine trees. and It was a great time of meditation, prayer, walking with me and my God and praising him. At one time, when I used to be uh, close in the city, I got my Bible out and parked it at a park and started walking and reading the Bible underneath the pine trees, those trees there. And uh, sure enough, I started singing to the Lord automatically and praising him. And great things happened right after that. Good came about of doing that. I met some people that changed my life right after that. Just an amazing encounter. Amen. And with that note, we're going to read the, a little bit about the book of John, about love. In the very beginning, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things. For nothing has existed apart from him. Life came into being because of him. For his life is light for all humanity. The Passion Translation I'm reading from. And this is the living expression. That's Jesus. Jesus. And this living expression is the light that burst through gloom, the light that darkens could not diminish. Then suddenly a man appeared who was sent from God, a messenger named John, for he came to be a witness to point the way to the light of life and to help everyone believed. John was not the light, but he came to show who is, for he was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light. For the light of truth was about to come into the world and shine upon everyone. He entered into the very world He created, yet the world was unaware. He came to the very people He created, to those who should have recognized Him, but they did not receive Him. But those who embraced Him and took hold of His name were given authority to become the children of God. He was not born of the joining of human parents or from the natural means or by means desired, but he was born of God. And so the living expression became a man and lived among us. And we gazed upon the splendor of his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, overflowing with tender mercies and truth. John taught the truth about him when he announced to the people, He is the one, set your hearts on him. And again, John said, He is the one, set your hearts on him. I told you he would come after me, even though he ranks far above me, for he existed before I was born. And now out of his fullness we are fulfilled. And from him we receive grace, heap upon more grace. Moses gave us the law, but Jesus, the anointed one, unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy. No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor except the uniquely beloved Son who is cherished by the Father and held close to his heart. Now he has unfolded to us the full explanation of who God truly is. Now he has unfolded to us the full explanation of who God truly is. There were some of the Jewish leaders who sent an entourage of priests and temple servants from Jerusalem to interrogate John. They asked him, "Who are you?" John answered them directly, saying, "I am not the Messiah." Then who are you, they asked. Are you Elijah? No, John replied. So they pressed him further. Are you the prophet Moses said was coming, the one we're expecting? No, he replied. Then who are you, they demanded. We need an answer for those who sent us. Tell us something about yourself, anything. So John answered them, I am fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy. I am an urgent thundering voice shouting in the desert. Clear the way and prepare your heart for the coming of the Lord Yahweh. Then some members of the religious sect known as the Pharisees questioned John, Why do you baptize the people since you admit you are not the Christ, Elijah, or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize in this river, but the one who will take my place is to be more honored than I. But even when he stands among you, You will not recognize or embrace him. I am not worthy enough to stoop down in front of him and untie his sandals. This all took place at Bethany where John was baptizing at the place of the crossing of the Jordan River. The very next day John saw Jesus coming to him to be baptized and John cried out, Look, there he is, God's Lamb. He will take away the sins of the world. I told you that a mighty one would come who is far greater than I am, because he existed long before I was born. My baptism was for the preparation of his appearing to Israel, even though I yet to experience him. Then, as John baptized Jesus, he spoke these words. I see the Spirit of God appear like a dove, descending from the heavenly realm and landing upon Him, and it rested upon Him from the moment forward. And even though I yet to experience Him, when I commissioned to baptize with water, God spoke these words to me. One day you will see the Spirit descend and remain upon a man. He will be the one I have sent to baptize with the Holy Spirit. And now I have seen with discernment, I can tell you for sure that this man is the Son of God. The very next day, John was there again with two of his disciples as Jesus was walking right past him. John, gazing upon him, pointed to Jesus and said, Look, there's God's Lamb. And as soon as John's two disciples heard this day, immediately left John and began to follow a short distance behind Jesus. Then Jesus turned around and saw that they were following him and asked, What do you want? They responded, Rabbi, which means master teacher. Where are you staying? Jesus answered, Come and discover it for yourselves. So they went with him and saw where he was staying, and since it was late in the afternoon, they spent the rest of the day with Jesus. One of the two disciples who heard John's word and began to follow Jesus was named Andrew. He went and found his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Anointed One, which is translated the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet him. When Jesus gazed upon Andrew's brother, he prophesied to him, You are Simon, and your father's name is John. But from now on, you will be called Cephas, which means Peter, the rock. The next day, Jesus decided to go to a region of Galilee. There he found Philip and said to him, Come and follow me. Now Philip, Andrew, and Peter were all from the same village of Bethsaida. Then Philip went to look for his friend Nathaniel. He told him, we found him. We found the one we've been waiting for. It's Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth, the anointed one. He is the one that Moses and the prophets prophesied would come. Nathan sneered, Nazareth? What good things could ever come from Nazareth? Philip answered, Come and let's find out. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said, Now here comes a true son of Israel, an honest man with no hidden motive. Nathanael was stunned and said, But you never met me. How do you know anything about me? Jesus answered, Nathanael, right before Philip came to to you, I saw you sitting under the shade of the fig tree. Nathanael blurted out, Teacher, you are truly the Son of God and the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe simply because I told you I saw you sitting under the fig tree? You will experience even more impressive things than that. I prophesy to you eternal truth. From now on, you will see an open heaven and gaze upon the Son of Man like a stairway reaching into the sky with the messengers of God climbing up and down upon him.